Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. This is Nick Green and another exciting week in the world of blockchain and Bitcoin. This is the week of September 20th. Boy, are things moving fast, but remember crypto moves even faster. The speed of crypto is on the Lightning Network and you've got to strike hard, strike fast, or you're going to miss out. It is an ever evolving, emerging market. And that is why we're here to keep you up to date on it because things do change daily, just like the prices. You know, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about Bitcoin and its path to 60,000 and 70,000. And it's still there. Just a lot of people don't like to realize that the path of crypto, the road has a lot of potholes. There's dips. There are going to be some accidents. You're going to run out of gas. But at the end of the day, you will make it. It's just a matter of time. It's really important to realize dips, first of all, are for buying when you're in a bull run, uh, which we are. This is a bull market still. We're just a little over halfway into this based on history. And it is extremely volatile for the most part. And that's the exciting way to make money. You know, these ups and downs, if you're in it on the daily basis, you're taking advantage, you have stop losses, and you could buy this dip, 18%, 20% dips. You could almost look at something like Polkadot that's down 30% today at $26, or I'm sorry, 30% for the week. And you could almost sit here and say, hey, if I want to get a 30% return on my money, if I buy Polkadot, will it get back that 30%? Well, the answer is yes. Historically, this is exactly what has been happening is they will regain their losses and find their way back up to some new highs. But if they haven't broken new all-time high and they're not in uncharted territory yet, well, there's support and resistance you got to think about. And these prices may come back down or they may not pass certain resistant points. This is where you've got to do a little bit of your homework, but it's also not a bad idea. Uh, to take advantage of the dip. And like I said, if something dropped 30%, when you're in a bull market, you could almost anticipate getting that 30% back. Now, the trouble is it could take a day, it could take a week, it might take a month. You know, September, October, very shady months in the stock market historically and Q4 for investors. But I like to look at these drops and then try to calculate my gains and always make good decisions. Speaking of good decisions, let's look at prices right now. Bitcoin, $40,000. Well, the big uh, support that we need to stay above is 38,800. If we drop below 38, we're going to see 32. If we drop below 32, we'll probably see 28. And that trend could continue. I hope not, but it's like a springboard. We need Bitcoin to drop. We need accumulation. We need there to be a sell-off so people take profits and then reinvest and buy lower. So people who sold Bitcoin at 50,000 a week or two ago, they're not buying now. They're continuing to sell because a lot of people in this space bought it really cheap. Here's the beauty of it. They know the thresholds because it's public information of these support levels. If Bitcoin was at 50 and had a tough time at resistance and they sell, now it's at 40 in their support. Well, you just got yourself a 12 to 15% gain uh, on buying Bitcoin cheaper because we all know it's going to be 100 grand. That is written. It is in the stars. It is indisputable. That's what is going to happen. 
So we're just playing the market. Ethereum is another one that is in the cards to see $10,000, but it's dropped to $27.80 as of the start of this week. That's a 20% drop over seven days, and it's nothing to be scared of. It is literally an opportunity to buy and make some money because we know we have some really, really strong targets. Cardano's at a $1.99. Well, there's a ton of hype. You always buy the rumor, sell the news, and a lot of people don't do that. They chase green candles and think Cardano's going to go up forever. Well, smart contracts came out. The hype is there. Cardano's doing a great job of applying dApps and smart contracts. And I think we're going to see a lot of real good, strong results with Cardano. So this little drop, not even 20%, it's necessary. It's healthy. The smart people took profits. They bought Cardano under two bucks. It gets to 220. You're going to take profits, buy it again at certain support levels. $150, very low from its high this year of about $320. In fact, that's a 50% drop. It never really recovered from the earlier loss that we had over the summer, but there's a lot of room to grow. Chainlink is one I always like to talk about because it's one of my favorite money makers. It's at $21. It's 26% down in the past seven days, and I think it's a steal. Chainlink under 30 bucks is a steal. I bought the majority of mine under 20. I'm really happy with the way this is moving. No, I did not sell at 30 because Chainlink's one of those where you don't know if it's going to keep going up with new highs or is it going to retrace? A little unpredictable in my opinion. It is fun to trade, but it's also very solid, just like Matic. It's only a dollar, a dollar five. Down 20%, had a high of almost three bucks. You could double your money here with Matic, buying it out a dollar. It will be $2 again, probably within the next few weeks. So let's mark this and revisit what Matic is going to do over the next couple of weeks because I really believe it's going to see two, 220 possibly. Almost easy, to say the least. And it is almost easy to trade this coin. We know it's not going to go below 90 cents. It hasn't all year. Uh, last year, it was under a dime. And this is where I made a ton of money, buying Matic super cheap and selling around 2 bucks. And I bought back in around 88 cents, up to 95. So still profitable. And just hanging out, waiting for this to make me another million bucks, because that's what Matic does. This is a strong coin. It's been the coin of the week. I really suggest doing your own research on this one. And and those are the healthy, healthy drop prices that we'll continue to watch. Lovely prices and Crypto Karma has been brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar, which is all about promoting good health and immunity. What better time do you need it? As we are coming in a flu season, you want to arm yourself the best you can for this upcoming flu season, if the flu even exists. According to the CDC, it has disappeared. Let's hope it never comes back. But if it does, have your vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D, eat healthy, ginger, turmeric, all of these wonderful ingredients that Nectar Juice Bar uses is for the benefit of your health. I make sure one meal of mine every single day is a juice, smoothie, or bowl, and I have elderberry. I take advantage of all of these fresh organic ingredients that boost my immune system and keep me healthy. And now, Crypto Karma is going in the news. Here is what you missed over the past week or two. Litecoin has entered a partnership with Walmart, and Walmart will start accepting Litecoin for payments. Well, that's false. So here's what happened. Some Yahoo over at the Litecoin Foundation, which is not the official development team of Litecoin, but nonetheless a pretty remarkably official, blue-checked, verified Twitter account, came out saying that Litecoin is partnering with Walmart for payments by the end of the year. That, of course, followed with the truth. 
Walmart came out and said they are not accepting Litecoin payments, or they worded it a little interestingly to trick us all. So the cryptocurrency Litecoin gave up a 20% gain. That is what happened. It went up 20%, then it came right back down to its current value over this fake press release. Did someone trade it? I don't know. It's not too hard to find out, but I guarantee you some buy orders were filled, some stops were hit, and people made money off of this nonsense little game that someone on Twitter did. Walmart came out and confirmed that the press release is not authentic, like within an hour or two. He said the retailer has been in touch with Newswire company to investigate how this false press release got posted. And Globe Newswire is owned by telecommunications company Intrado. And they then issued a notice to disregard the original press release that came from an affiliate of Litecoin. A member of media organizations, including CNBC, sent headlines on the announcement and shares of Walmart did not move very much at all. So here's what's funny. A tweet came from a verified Twitter account. That's all it is, is a Twitter account. Remember, crypto is open source, but our news outlets did not verify this information. CNBC, Yahoo, CNN, Wired, Medium. These guys all went out and said there's going to be a partnership with Walmart. And then when somebody was doing their due diligence and contacted Walmart, Walmart said, I'm sorry, that is a lie. Sell your Litecoin. What is wrong with you? Trust the news? I think not. Clearly, they don't do any investigative journalism, but when have they this year. So this is not going to be anything new. What is interesting, though, is what they say. Walmart claims to say this. This has never happened before, and we have already put in place enhanced authentication steps to prevent this isolated incident from occurring in the future. We will work with the appropriate authorities to request and facilitate a full investigation, including into any criminal activity associated with this matter. Blah, 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 blah. Litecoin tweeted the press release from its official account already by 9.50 in the morning and acknowledged it was fake. That took them about five minutes. So the Litecoin Twitter account deleted their press release, whereas mainstream news outlets continue to circulate disinformation, which caused the Litecoin price to go up 22% and then fall upon the news that it was nothing but nonsense. And it's amazing because you do have to verify, don't just trust Twitter or believe one source of information, but be better. Be a journalist, investigate, be better than the news and the mainstream media, and actually do a little bit of research. Imagine being on Twitter, seeing this, and expecting Litecoin to go up in some amazing value as it would as a reaction, buying, and then watching your investment drop 22% because it was a lie. And that's where DYOR comes from. Do your own research. Speaking of research, the president of El Salvador has definitely done his. When Bitcoin price drops, he knows to buy the dip. In fact, he tweeted that he was buying the dip. He is an awesome guy. He's hilarious, in my opinion, because he calls himself the dictator, the new young dictator of El Salvador. Of course, it's a joke, and he is just playing off of the media's back of what they have to say about him. But basically, the president of El Salvador, Nayib Bukele, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, on Twitter called himself a dictator of the South Central American country and thought it was hilarious. He is only 40 years old, seasoned and often provocative user of social media and late on Sunday changed his Twitter profile to literally read dictator of El Salvador and what appears to be a bid to mock critics who accuse him of having autocratic tendencies. 
I think it's hilarious. The office of Bukele, which is a vigorous proponent of Bitcoin, whose opinion poll shows it is one of the most popular leaders in the Americas, did not reply to a request for comment. And why would they? I think it's stupid. Why make a big deal out of something that is clearly a joke? And this is a guy who is creating wealth for a very poor country. He is doing a lot. There are six and a half million people there. Yes, they are being forced to accept Bitcoin as a currency. And the truth is a lot of them do not understand what Bitcoin is. But when they see their bank accounts increase as they will over time, I believe they are going to be very grateful that the dictator of El Salvador has brought this to their marketplace. Very, very proud of him. I wish every country would do this, but we all know it is not going to happen in America. Do you know who else bought the dip? Michael Saylor, as he always does, MicroStrategy now bought more Bitcoin. And by the dip, remember, he got in in the $20,000 and $30,000 range, and it is at the uh, $40,000 range. So MicroStrategy actually bought 5,000 more Bitcoins. We could only be so lucky to have that ourselves over just three weeks while it liquidates its own stock. Clearly, these guys know something that the common retailer doesn't. They know stocks are not going to be as valuable as Bitcoin, and they're liquidating their stocks in order to have, well, more Bitcoin. So their total now of Bitcoin, it looks like they are above 9,000 Bitcoins as of September 20th. So MicroStrategy CEO, Michael Saylor, he defends that buying Bitcoin is like investing early in Facebook or Google, which is quite remarkable. His quote was, I mean, if I could borrow $1 billion and buy Facebook a decade ago for 1% interest, I think I would have done quite well. It is a great comparison to really show people that people with more money I say even smarter than us, they're more in this game, they are playing the game. They are here to make billions of dollars and they have a lot of money to work with. And this is their investment. I always say, follow the money. If they are dropping millions of dollars, well, what is our little money compared to them? Dropping five, 10, 20,000, even 100,000 in a Bitcoin is nothing compared to the big banks. So if they're not buying gold, they're not buying stocks. This is what they're doing. This is very classic. I just say, follow the money, do your research, realize who MicroStrategy is, and all these billionaires that are moving into the digital world that they were not doing before. Some of us bought Bitcoin before them. So maybe they aren't smarter, but they sure have a lot more to play with. So now the United States, we have the SEC, which uh, they, they do nothing to protect people. It is another useless government agency. And what's interesting about them, uh, before I make fun of them, is that the CEO of Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, went to New York to meet with every regulatory agency before Coinbase had their IPO earlier this year. Basically, he wants to shake hands and do everything in good faith and goodwill and make sure he follows the rules. And the only regulatory agency that would not meet with him was the SEC. They like to meet people in the courtrooms. That is what it looks like. And sadly, they always claim to hide behind doing what is best for the American public. But the problem is they're not protecting me from anybody else. Crypto does not have somebody that is trying to take my money, but there is a government that is trying to tax my money from crypto and trying to prevent what coins I could buy, what exchanges I could use. So it seems uh, very one-sided. So the SEC threatened to sue Coinbase 
over the product Lend, which is a lending platform. Here's what it is. Coinbase efforts to play hardball with the SEC did not last long at all as the cryptocurrency exchange garnered the ire of the regulatory commission over its plans to launch a crypto lending product, which is using the USD stablecoin. With the SEC sending the company a Wells notice, which indicated that the agency would sue Coinbase if they launched their crypto lending product called Lend. Less than a couple of weeks after publishing a defiant blog post titled, the SEC has told us it wants to sue us over Lend and we don't know why by Brian Armstrong, the company quietly announced over the weekend that it will not be launching the Lend product after all. So they don't want to go toe to toe with the SEC. And the worst part about this is that the SEC wants to regulate Coinbase's crypto yield product. So as we continue our work to seek regulatory clarity for the crypto industry as a whole, we've made the difficult decision not to launch the USD coin APY program announced earlier. We have also discontinued the waitlist for this program as we turn our work to what comes next. That is from Brian Armstrong at Coinbase. Lend was far from an anonymously Lend is far from an anomaly in the crypto exchange world. Investors can find similar functionality in platforms like Gemini, which allows users to lend their crypto holdings back to the exchange for the promise of earning interest rates that are much, much higher than a traditional savings account. So who's really a threat here? It's going to be the big banks that pay the government and lobby to make rules against the common person. Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, ENT, they all suck. They don't care about you. They are literally owned by the devil and they offer you no return on your money. It's clear I don't like them. I do not have a great relationship with banks because after being in the banking world for so long, I understand how they take advantage of customers. And believe it or not, Wells Fargo makes their highest profit margin from what? Fees. Fees. Not a service, but making up things that you do wrong according to their principles and then taking the money from your account. They don't send you a bill. You don't get an invoice. They don't ask you for it. It's not a tax deduction. They just take it. And then they fine you again and you get more fees for being negative on your balance, not paying a bill because the bank took fees. And that is literally how they survive. So banking is not what it used to be, but Coinbase planned to launch an actual product that would help customers where Lend was going to allow people to hold their money in the stablecoin USDC. So there's no risk. It does not fluctuate in value. It is always worth the dollar. And the APY, annual percentage yield, 4%. In the banking industry of traditional banks, it is less than 1%. So this is huge for the customer. The SEC, which has long complained about the limited resources at its disposal, pursued a limited set of cases against crypto products, but doesn't seem to have been quite comfortable with the fact that users were going to essentially forfeit custody of their coins to Coinbase and its partners. So they let Coinbase have it for a certain amount of time. They then use that for liquidity purposes. And then when you take your money back, you actually get a percentage. You get you get a yield, you get a return. No, it's not going to be as much as Coinbase, but it's better than any traditional bank out there. Really, really sad that the SEC is trying to get in the way of people actually making money. But you need to be aware that the government regulations and rules in the crypto world are not for our benefit. It is for taxes. It is to stop decentralization because this goes against everything the central bank stands for. That is who is running the world. Central bank 
bankers, uh, putting the average person in debt, it's what they're really good at. And sadly, they are also against stable coins. They're investigating the risk in stable coins. Keyword here was stable. They do not go up or down in value. There is no risk. It is literally like having an investigation on the risk of breathing fresh air. This doesn't make sense. So my take on this, don't trust the SEC. And to prove that they have judges and the government in their pockets, they sued Ripple. As everybody knows, Ripple filed a very smart motion. There's a lot of rumors about insider trading from the SEC because they had the heads up on when they were going to announce suing Ripple for being a security, but there's still months later, no conclusion. And whether or not they are going to be able to offer the Ripple token in the United States. So Ripple said, you know, we filed a motion to disclose the transactions of the buying and selling of cryptocurrencies by employees of the SEC. What happened? A judge denied the motion because what relevance would it be that actual employees of the SEC are buying, selling, trading, shorting, longing a cryptocurrency company worth over a billion dollars that they know they are going to sue and have delisted of exchanges. You cannot have a better articulated and planned insider trading if you wanted to. And the judge said, no, no, this doesn't matter into whether or not this is a security. But I think the real people who should be investigated is the SEC in this state. The Coinbase stock coin was dropping in trading because of the pullback, of course, in Bitcoin and other hedge cryptocurrencies. But at the end of the day, it's all going to bounce back. And hopefully the SEC will be investigated for insider trading. Unless, of course, they're too powerful and there is nothing that the little people could do about this. In other news, Nexo lending is not being sued by the SEC. Ripple is still not on Coinbase. And SHIB is. SHIB. Another meme coin trying to do what Dogecoin did. That means 3,000% gains in less than a year. And guess what? They're already up over 1,000% from last year. Well, now they're on Coinbase. They're on Coinbase Pro. They're on Gemini. And they are looking to get on Kraken, Robinhood, and be a game changer. So is this the answer to the next Dogecoin? Can you make a million bucks off of a small investment? It's possible. Is it worth the risk? Yes. Crypto is all about risk, in my opinion. It's about growth. I bought some. I'm holding it. I'm going to see what happens. Because last year when I sold Dogecoin, Prematurely, I gave up $800,000 by selling simply five grand worth. That was it. But it was, you know, one one hundredth of a penny at the time. And now it's still hanging out around 20 cents with a high of over 40 cents this year. It's still going to be a dollar. And those are the mistakes I suggest you don't make. Buy some SHIB, hold it again, do your own research. Now, moving on to some more fun things in the world of cryptocurrency. If you don't know about crypto Twitter, well, you do now get on a Twitter hashtag Bitcoin cryptocurrencies. There are tons of people to follow great groups and to the minute, if not to the second information, Snoop Dogg claimed that he is the person running a popular Twitter account that focuses on NFTs. What's my name? His name is Kozomo de Medici. I am sure this is an anagram or something that I have not caught on to yet, but it basically cultivated a loyal following of about 30,000 followers over just the past month. On September 16th, this person that people in the community have been following for news and support and advancements about NFTs says, Dear friends, I have been thinking a lot about this and have realized my real life celebrity status may bring many welcomed eyeballs to NFT. Well, that has you thinking, what exactly is going on and who is this person that we all thought was just another crypto nerd 
in the NFT community giving some good advice with a bunch of followers. A poll was then held so followers could vote on who they thought the A-lister was. And they were thrown off because the only options included Jason Dorillo, Elon Musk, and George Clooney. None of which is what it was. Well, when it came time for the big reveal, guess what? In a very understated declaration, a tweet came from none other than Snoop Dogg. Dogfather says, I am Tozomo Medici, but that's who he is. So he's not just Snoop Dogg living in a doggy dog world. He also had an alternative Twitter account, mind playing everybody in the crypto world about NFTs. Pretty amazing. Uh, the pin message to his profile is one that I love. Did I imagine my very first purchase of a useless JPEG would cost $2 million? Absolutely not. It should have been $4 million. Pretty insane. You have to have a lot of money if you're going to be gambling with NFTs, which I personally do not do, just because it is high risk. It's like the world of art and is very subjective price with very little to no intrinsic value. Other tweets like in the world of crypto collectibles to an exotic car meetup, an outing on the golf course, or sitting around a poker table. Snoop said, I realize that we are on the dawn of an entirely new world of socializing meets entertainment meets the arts meets investing. Snoop Dogg has been a known crypto enthusiast at least since 2016, and he launched his very first NFT collection back in March of this year. The star got involved with Dogecoin mania earlier this year, and when asked about Bitcoin by Vanity Fair, he says, I believe in the technology and I believe in the global connection it creates. Well, he is not wrong. Much love and props to the dog father, not just living in a doggy dog world, but in a cryptocurrency world as well. Check out what he has to offer in terms of NFTs, because if you're a Snoop fan, well, there might be a lot of life left. And Crypto Karma's coin of the week, Polkadot also listed as DOT. Polkadot is a blockchain network, which can be described as a blockchain of blockchains or a multi-chain. It's hard to define what Polkadot is because it is a one-of-a-kind object, so we need to understand the structure. Here are a couple bullet points. The team is led by Gavin Wood, who is the former CTO of Ethereum. Similar to Cardano, this is a very highly skilled leader. Decentralization, speed, and security is what Polkadot excels. Ethereum is successful because it has a convenient architecture for implementing Spark contracts, but far too many people abuse its functionality and create useless projects like CryptoKitties. Of course, gas on Ethereum is very expensive, and at the end of 2017, the CryptoKitties project occupied 12% of the entire network, paralyzing transactions for, well, real things. EOS, on the other hand, offers almost instant transactions. However, it has nominated block validators, which open doors for manipulation, which is why EOS is considered to be a centralized network. So all blockchains make trade-offs to support a certain feature. Polkadot aims to resolve these problems. The two main structural components of the Polkadot multi-chain are the relay chain and parachains. Relay is central to everything. It's responsible for security, consensus, and cross-chain interloopability across the whole network and has an intentionally reduce functionality. Well, for example, some smart contracts are not allowed. So there's a lot more control and a lot more preciseness to what Polkadot does. There is a lot to read about and learn. I think most importantly, it is on most exchanges. It is easy to buy. It is a very well-esteemed blockchain network. There are a lot of different reasons to look into this and read about what Polkadot is. That's P-O-L-K-A-D-O-T, also known as DOT on Binance, on Coinbase. And it is making its rounds with all the exchanges, very easy to purchase. I see a lot 
of value ahead of this. My prediction is that Polkadot's gonna be over $100 before the end of the year. Right now it's teetering around 26 bucks, has a high close to 40, and is highly undervalued. That is Crypto Karma's coin of the week. So this has been moving at the speed of crypto. Take advantage of this dip. When it's red, you buy. When it's green, you sell. Do not chase green candles and buy when everybody else is. That is my tip. Please take it to heart. Make good investments and have a strategy. Have a plan. Remember to strike hard and strike fast. Crypto Karma is brought to you by the freshest juice bar around nectar juice bar check out nectarjuicebar.com to find one near you always healthy always fresh and let's look forward to maybe even a bigger dip to buy in the future i am going to be right back with you next week good luck get that money remember we are always moving at the speed of crypto and i will see you next time explore the cryptocurrency universe with nick green on crypto karma learn about bitcoin and blockchain ethereum dogecoin and more buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency crypto karma is brought to you by nectar juice bar nectar is fresh at its best live life to the freshest with nectar crypto karma strike first strike fast saturday at 9 a.m on kppf and hear the podcast on podbean